You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Stuck. Not just any Stuck. Season 3 Stuck. And as you know by now, I'm Rochelle Pereira from Equilibrium, the book. And I'm Damian Bazadana from Situation, the gut. This season, we've partnered with our friends at Synopsys, the leading news source for anyone in the media and entertainment business. And this is an ideal partnership for us because they're asking millennials and Gen Zers about unique situations in the workplace that have them stuck. And we know that this is a group that has many burning questions, so we're super excited to tackle these issues head on. You guys know the rules by now. Our producers, Katie, Peter, and Stephanie, will read your questions to us here in the studio, and we only have five minutes to think about it before weighing in. Per usual, our responses are not edited or researched. They're instinctual and based on our experiences alone. So let's get started. So we heard from Emily, who is a millennial, and she's currently between jobs. And she's trying to figure out what her next move is going to be. Um, A little backstory, she got really burned out at her last gig. Uh, She said it was a really toxic environment. And she suffered through it for about four years before she finally just had enough and she quit. Um, after a couple months spent recovering, kind of getting her head back, uh, she's really ready to get back into things and has been applying for new jobs. Um, but the calls for interviews haven't been coming in the way that she had hoped they would. So she's, she's not in panic mode just yet. Um, but she thought she'd have more leads by now. So she's really stuck because she wants to, uh, think about ways that she can keep her attitude positive so that she can just power through this process until that dream job comes along, which she knows it will. Um, but she's just really looking for advice on how to stay upbeat uh, until that happens. Is she applying for jobs uh, similar to the job she had prior? Yeah, same industry. She works in the TV and film industry. She used to work for a studio. Gotcha. Uh, and she wants to go back to it. Um, she she likes doing that work. She just, the, the personalities at her old job were not fixable. How long has she been out of work for? She's been out of work for about six months at this point. Okay. And do we have any information about the toxic environment that she left? Uh, it was just really personality driven. Um, she, I think she reported to some people who were dismissive, didn't really value, she didn't feel valued her work. Um, and you know, she tried to address it. She was there for four years, but she didn't really see any substantial changes. So she just thought it was time to leave. Got it. So she really wants to know how she can stay upbeat and positive Mm -hmm. and get a new job. Well, she, she's confident that the new job will come. It's really more about self-care. How can she make sure that she doesn't go into panic mode uh, because she's afraid that that will bleed into the interview process when she starts getting more interviews. 
So how does she keep her head on straight uh, while she powers through this? So it's not so much about how to find a job. She's not so much worried about that. Got it. Um, she, she feels like her she's done the legwork to make sure that her, her resume is in good shape. Um, she's really just more looking for a, an attitude check. Cool. Cool. Season three of Stuck is brought to you in partnership with Synopsis, the leading news source for all things media and entertainment. So, Damien, give me the lowdown. What are your top five reasons for subscribing to the newsletter? Okay, Rochelle loves a great list, so here you go. Number five, they have an amazing job board. If you work in the media business, this is the ultimate job board for you. Number four, they deliver it early in the morning to my inbox. I think it comes in at like four in the morning, this like chock full of information that allows me to start my day understanding the media business before I walk into my first meeting. That's awesome. Number three, it's no frills. It is primarily copy, which is fantastic. I take the train in the morning. I want something that loads quick, that I can read quick, that gives me the information I need. Number two, it has an executive move section. How cool is that? It essentially allows you to know who got canned and who got hired. And number one, and I know you're waiting for it. Oh, I'm and waiting. here it comes. Synopsis starts with a C. <laughs> Mind blown. Okay, I'm sold. I'm going to go to the website, and that is C-Y-N-O-P-S-I-S.com to subscribe to the newsletter. And we thank them very much for their support. What do you think of Michelle? Ah, uh, let's see. I, you know, it's funny because I have like three or four clients that are exactly in the same spot. So it's hard for me not to think about the situations that they're in and the kind of activities that they're doing to try to maintain their own momentum. So it's, it's you know, it's just funny when like you're asked a question that you are currently, you know, coaching other people how to do. So I'm, I'm actually really curious to hear what you think. This is, uh, I feel like I know a fair number of people in this situation. I feel like I'm giving this advice often. So uh, my view on it is it's, um, what's the famous line? Know what you can control, know what you can't, know the difference between the two. And I think as it relates to sort of staying positive, and I'm going to tie this to the job search because I'm assuming this person is searching for a job. And even though they're saying they're going to find a job, they're okay. They want to keep their attitude in check. I'm not convinced that that's fully true. I think they're kind of interrelated. So meaning that I feel like the most important thing in any job search is the, is the idea of progress. And because you can't control whether or not you're going to get a job. All you could control are the inputs to all the things that you could do to finding a job. And the best way to feel positive in that process uh, and is, is a feeling of progress. So to me, I'm like, I, to me, I always try to just advise, A, understand that you can't necessarily control the output. It's like saying, I want to win this game. There's no guarantee you're going to win, but all you can do is do everything you can to succeed. So I think focus on the idea of progress is a very big one of making sure you're doing taking steps in a very scheduled way to keep yourself active. Like what would you put on that list? Well, first off is finding employers you think you want to work with. Work with. So if this person's in, in the entertainment business, um, they kind of have, or the TV business, whatever side they're in, um, they there's a there's a pretty full list of employers that you can research. And so part one is diving in on some of the employers you think you want to be involved in and be proactive in getting a chance to understand them. So that might be going to industry events. One of the great, thing about, the great things about the media business um, is there are so many events you could choose from. 
to essentially show show up uh, and be active and just sort of be in environments where you're seeing, listening, and learning, which is part one. But I've got like, I mean, there's like probably like five things here. One is like research, as I was writing down, research the employers, go to industry events, network with past colleagues. The media business is all about your networking and all the different people that you know and being very active in that space. Uh, there's all types of, like anything in that space. The one very important thing, I think very specific, I went to the very specific to the media business is make sure you're around positive forces because that is the other just dream killer is is being around negative forces. Um, so I think meaning people in your life. And so if you look at the people you would network with, stay with people that are doing positive things. And even if, they, if let's say those people are hard to find, it's always easy to identify who are the negative forces in your life. And I would avoid that at all costs. That in terms of positivity, it's a, it's a contagion. So if you're around people that are positive, positive things will happen. Mm. That's my and and I want to riff on that idea around energy because I'm I was interested when I heard that she said that she came from a toxic work environment because it makes me wonder what her energy is like. Yeah. You know, so if she's had a kind of traumatic experience, if she didn't feel valued, if she felt like there was a personality clash, she may be in this mindset of what I don't want in my next job is XYZ. Yeah. I don't want to experience this again. I didn't have a good experience before. How is she talking about that experience? How is she internalizing it? What is her energy around that? If she does go to interviews or even coffees or lunches or like regular networking stuff, what is she giving out that might actually be more what is she pushing against versus what does she want to get? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I think take making sure that she's taking the time to reflect on what her experience has been. What did she learn from that? What does she want moving forward? Which is different from what does she want to avoid? You know, so yeah, for instance, yeah. like you can say, I want to work in a place where I feel really connected to my boss and my boss is going to be an advocate for me because that's how I know that I'm going to be successful is different from I don't want to work for a micromanager, you know. And so like even just the headspace around that I think is important. And then how does she talk about her experience? Because I think you're exactly right. It's a small town. I mean, it's a big town, but a small industry. Yeah. Everybody knows everybody else. And if there's any sense of like direct or indirect bad blood from that previous experience, I think that that impacts whether or not she's getting tapped for other roles. So, yeah. I, you know, the, I, I think I would first make sure that she's reflecting and carrying forward positive energy into the next thing. Yeah, I, th I think it's all about positive energy because it bleeds into the job search. And it, the, the trickiest thing about the job search is over time, it just begins to extend. The, the issue begins to sort of exacerbate itself, right? So the longer you're out of the business, the more you get more slightly more defensive. And if you were bitter going into it, like it just feeds upon itself. And uh, I think as someone who has interviewed a fair number of people, I've always liked to view it of like, I, I want to hire people who want a job, not who need a job. And I think the longer you get down that process, like sometimes you lose your passion for why you want something that you then go to a place of need. It's a re it's very hard. Like I wish I had, especially when you have financial constraints, all these other things that begin to operate. And again, I know at the top of the question, the feedback was that this person's not worried about getting a job. They're worried about staying positive. Um, but I, I just think they're, 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 they're interlinked. It's going gonna, gonna to follow this person all the way through. Mm -hmm. I, I think your advice is really smart of just an internal reflection at up the upfront, like what kind of energy is she putting out? The question is, is how does she find out the answer to that? And what, are, you know what I mean? So is that getting colleagues in her life to really help her say, I don't know really how you get an honest assessment of 
what am I putting out? Yeah. It's a little tricky. I, I mean, I think that this can be a weird conversation that potentially weird conversation. But I think if, for instance, if you had a coffee with a former colleague who actually enjoys working where she left, I think it's a fair conversation to say, I'm really thinking about what I learned from my experience and challenge my thinking, play devil's advocate, yeah. like sit in the other person's shoe. Like what, how do I package this in a way that makes sense? Because I actually think that we intrinsically have the ability to coach people in this regard, because we feel something different from what somebody else feels, yeah. but you have to kind of give that person permission. Otherwise I think they're more likely to just be a friend and say, yeah, yeah, it totally sucked, you know, yeah. and, but that not, that doesn't necessarily help. So I think, you know, initiate some awkward conversations if it's going to help you get better insight into what that was. I, I've personally experienced that before when I look back at jobs that I was so frustrated with, and then I've spoken to colleagues since and it's it's helped me frame what that was and what I learned and what I took away from that and how I grew in a way that's just like not painful. Yeah. You know, but that was only because other people had a similar experience and felt something different from me. Yeah. You know? The TV media business, TV and media business is going through a pretty significant change right now. Um, just in, in general, as are many industries, but I think in particular TV and media. And I think you have to go in with a kind of a can-do attitude because you're going to be up against a lot of, I don't know, can't-do attitudes of like, there's just a lot of change, there's a lot of cuts and layoffs. And at the same point in time, there's space for innovation that's beginning to happen. So you kind of have to, I'm stating the obvious, you need to go in with a good attitude, any job for that matter, but you need to go in with a good attitude. Uh, I think the good news is, is she is aware of her current situation. And um, and her at, and and really trying to check that now, which yeah. is great. So that's a great first step. And I think I think one really good next step is to find someone, the people in your life that you feel like you can get a pretty fair measure on. How does it sound like I'm doing? Yeah. Right? What kind of energy do you think I'm putting out? Or someone who's in the best place to be able to um, evaluate that. Yeah. For you. And it's got to be authentic. So I think going back to Emily's original question around self care, what are the activities that she's doing that help her maintain that positive energy? And I think it's like kind of going back to your first point and make a plan. Yeah. What's one thing that you can do this week that you really enjoy that if you were working, you would never be able to do, you know, and sort of creating kind of a bucket list of, of either people that you could meet or activities that you could do. In fact, one of the clients that I'm working well, client friend, actually, I've known him for years and years and we uh, met recently and he asked me, he was like, do you want to go to a macrame class with me? I was like, what? Macrame? Anyway, so we're going to go to Dumbo. We're going to macrame like good Brooklynites do. Um, and it's just like, what, when would you otherwise have like the time or energy to do that? So I kind of love the idea of like doing weird and wacky and cool things. And because it keeps your perspective in a different place. And it's like, it makes actually this time period fun and not stressful so that you are authentically giving out good energy and it's not like curated. Yeah. Amen to that. Yeah. All right. Well, we wish Emily the best of luck. Yeah, good luck, Emily. We hope you liked this episode. And if you did, please rate it on Apple Podcasts or leave us a comment or share it with somebody you think is stuck. This helps us reach listeners who could benefit from these conversations. And if you'd like your own question answered, go to our website, stuckpod.com, and submit a question. Season three of Stuck is created by Equilibrium and Situation in partnership with our friends at Synopsis. It is produced by the wonderful Katie Byrne, Peter Ujicic, and Stephanie Connors. Big shout out to Miratone Studios for putting up with us again. Our theme music is Rockstar by Owen Mulcahy. We'll see you next week.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.